0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM
1: 89.3. Let's turn our attention now to the United States.
2: Yes, indeed. U.S. President Joe Biden has reaffirmed that Russia could launch an attack against Ukraine at any time. This after Russia's strategic nuclear forces held exercises overseen by President Vladimir Putin.
1: Donald Trump faces a terrible week in court. Plus, the White House has warned U.S. lawmakers of drying COVID-19 funds. Helping us out with all these topics and more, Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor at McLarty Associates. Steve, good morning. Good morning.
0: Good to be with you again.
1: And also, congratulations to you. uh, The AmChamps of Asia-Pacific electing you to serve as chair. So I should address you as Mr. Chairman. (laughs) just, Just...
0: Chair
2: Steve is fine. Chair Steve, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Chair Steve, let's get down to business, yeah? Fears of a conflict in Ukraine and Russia heightened further over the weekend. We saw reports of an escalation in fighting in the eastern part of the country. Uh, this after U.S. President Joe Biden said that he believed Vladimir Putin had decided on an invasion in the coming days, targeting the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. Was Russia's step back on its military standoff last week perhaps part of an excuse to invade Ukraine. Is it really too late for Russia to de-escalate and choose diplomacy instead, Steve? Well, look,
0: Russia didn't step back. I mean, Putin lied. It's not too late for diplomacy. Look, all Putin needs to do is actually pull back. His troops he's got you know close to 200,000 troops he's he's got Ukraine surrounded he's got troops dollar in Belarus to the north Russia to the east Crimea to the south so if he does pull back and gives diplomacy a chance and there are some things Putin can gain then war won't happen but if Putin wants war then there is going to be war and it's going to be awful
1: gosh uh, the markets really reacting to all of that elsewhere former US President Donald Trump's not having a very good week in court Uh, this comes a week after his accounting firm declared his financial statements unreliable Uh, new york judge has ordered him and two of his children to answer questions under oath about the trump organization's financial practices and on top of that you got the national uh, archives they've uh, confirmed that trump took classified information to florida after he left the white house what is the fallout from all of this steve
0: Well, look, the the law is finally catching up to Donald Trump. (laughs) I mean, he's had his accountants have now said, you can't rely on anything that we've done for the past decade because he misled us. He misled his own accounts. His lawyer testified before Congress Mm. in 2018 that Trump lied about his business practices. He lied about his net worth to get better financing terms. And so now a judge has finally said to, to the former president, And his daughter and his son, you have to testify under oath. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode.
2: On a brighter note, Donald Trump's new social media venture, Truth Social, uh, which is kind of a paradox, it appears set to be launched in Apple's App Store today, potentially marking the return of Donald Trump to social media on the U.S. President's Day holiday. How opportune, how auspicious, some might say. But what can we really expect from the increase in his social media presence? I mean, will he be able to compete with mainstream social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Twitter?
0: Well, look. Social media is going to become more anti-social. That's certainly what we can expect with with Trump back on it. We also know he's going to get sued because he always gets sued, or he'll have legal action brought against him. The financial regulators are already investigating the merger uh, with a blank check company last year, which which set this whole thing up. And as you mentioned, him launching on President's Day. I don't know if it's ironic or if it's the death of irony that the the only president who's been impeached twice is launching his new platform on President's Day. But it's going to be a it'll be a show.
1: They'll never catch me, Steve, over my fake hair. Uh, just recently, I'm sorry, about that. just recently, the Biden administration is warning lawmakers that the U.S. doesn't have enough money on hand to respond to future COVID-19 variants, uh, stockpile vaccines, or even develop new technologies. Okay, what's going on here? Why, why are U.S. lawmakers reluctant to push for a COVID, I don't know, supplementary bill of sorts? Uh, surely they would be thinking about the possibilities of new variants, right? Oh, look
0: they're idiots okay
1: so that's kind of the obvious
0: end. we'll tell uh, them you said that <laughs> look look people in the u.s are done with covid okay they want to know what the government they want to know what the government's doing about inflation they don't want any spend any more money on this pandemic mm. and furthermore if there's going to be another pandemic you know when that's going to happen it's going to happen 100 years from now mm. so why do we have to spend money on this today Of course they should be spending money on this. It's possible they're going to find a way to spend money on this. But politically, it's so toxic right now to be talking about COVID when the voters want you to talk about inflation that they're they're not going to do it.
2: So aside from COVID and inflation, we know that guns have been a major issue in the U.S. for some time. Now, a U.S. gun manufacturer has unveiled a semi-automatic rifle for children and it's modeled on the AR-15. This has been used in a number of deadly mass shootings, hasn't it, sparking condemnation from gun safety groups. What do the methods used by U.S. arms manufacturers to attract young people suggest about the regulation and limits on firearms? I mean, how hard will it be for Biden's administration to push further to combat gun crime in the country.
0: Well, we, we just give it a short background on this. Look, when I was 11 and 12 years old, and I used to go to Boy Scout camp in Wisconsin. You know, we'd shoot a twenty two and you know, some of my friends would become skeet shooters, and some mm-hmm. would become hunters and, and gun owners. But now, kids don't go outside, right? They play video games, which somehow are now esports, and so <laughs> the gun, lo- the gun companies are losing buyers to video. So they've got to come up with a way to get kids to be gun people, and they, they're they targeting them with this advertising. Now, some genius comes up with an idea that says, let's use a semi-automatic assault weapon, the AR-15, that was used in school killings, and target this junior version, a JR-15, to, to children. I mean, what could possibly go wrong, right? And so, what you have is a federal law that gives an ultimate shield to gun manufacturers when a crime is committed with one of their guns. That's what they rely on when they come up with these types of things. We've seen one bright spot, which is in Sandy, the, the Sandy Hook case, where, where we had that terrible school shooting. The manufacturer of that gun just lost a $73 million settlement to the victims, the families of the victims, based on state law. So President Biden really can't do anything because he's blocked in the Congress, but maybe the states can
1: do something. I don't even know how to respond to that. Uh, We've been speaking with Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McLarty Associates. Uh, Chair Steve, our session has (laughs) ended. Thank you for your time. Take care and stay safe. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks, guys.
0: The Asian Insider Podcast Channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
2: Like us and rate us.